Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you already know you can grab your miles with a side of smiles, take them on the run midday, in the afternoon, or a late night snack attack. And again, always giving a healthy disclaimer as we are doing the Running Your Period series. You guessed it, this is going to be talking about period and running with our period. So for any of you non-menstruating runners, go ahead. You might want to circle back to one of our other episodes because we're going to be estrogen heavy and letting all of the period jokes flow and fly. (laughs) But this is our final episode of the series, which it's been a lot of fun. I I know it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I feel like we've really kind of opened the door, opened the window, and opened this conversation. And I'm excited to continue this conversation on the workshop that's going to be happening because, again, we do it. It happens. We might as well talk about it and troubleshoot how we can make our periods work with us versus against us. So tonight's workshop is going to be so much fun. This last episode is going to be so much fun. And I'm ready to go. What about you, coach? I am too. And I am still looking forward to the workshop. And I want to remind folks that if you can't make it live, but you still want all of the access to the material to go ahead and sign up anyway with the link in episode notes, because you will have access to the recording and all of the downloadable material that we're presenting for this workshop. And I think it's very important because I think that there is a lot of mystery regarding our menstrual cycle, though it's something that's super important and something that follows us for our entire lives, regardless of if we are in menstrual cycle, perimenopause, postnatal, all of these different aspects. And Coach Shelby and I have officially decided that this is something that means so much to us with our athletes and our work with our athletes that both of us are pursuing further education so we can continue to really be um, leveraged that expert knowledge so that we can continue to really serve our athletes the best. So I'm excited to talk about that too, coach, because I love the fact that you're going to be tackling that pre and postnatal aspect of everything that our female athletes encounter. And I am tackling the perimenopause and menopause um, certification. So it'll be really interesting as we continue to expand our database. Well, and it is important because while we share that we're very similar, where we are at in our lives at this too, we have different portions that we can bring to the table and learn from. So I'm excited about the certification. I know when I was in my postpartum and my prenatal era, there was a lot that I had to Google. There was a lot that wasn't covered for runners specifically. And I felt like there was never really a great answer. So I'm excited to to dive in and be able to provide those answers because I am also one of those firm believers that prenatal, you can always start thinking about it if you know that's in the cards for you and a choice that you want to make. And that postpartum, people think of it as six months, you're postpartum and then you're done. But I still consider myself postpartum because, you know, things change in that era of life. So gotta, you got to take it all in stride and figure out how to get your stride back. That's 
interesting way of looking at it because I would agree. Like once you're in that postpartum, like you can't, don't take it back. You never go back to that prepartum stage. So that's nothing, <laughs> nothing sucks back all in together. Yeah. Well, we'll be discussing that and more as we continue to um, work on that. But right here and now, we're going to talk all about our periods and we're going to finish up with the products that we know of that are available for folks. Again, we touched on it in the previous episodes. Back in the day, there used to be minimal choices. And now, um, thanks to scientific breakthroughs and more of a spotlight being shed on this topic, we have a lot more options available to us. So today we're going to talk about menstrual cups and discs. And they are different, though they have very similar, I would say, um, applications and very similar functions, but they do have a slight difference. However, we're going to go ahead and lump them both in with pros and cons because for the most part, both the pros and cons for these two items are definitely pretty similar, again, because they are such similar products. Out of the gate, what comes to mind when I think about menstrual cups and discs And I'll be the first one to say that I have not utilized these products, though I have side-eyed them quite a few times back in the day when it was something that I had to be concerned with more frequently on a monthly basis. The positive that sounded great to me was the fact that I could wear them for such a long time and not have to worry about them. And it's up to 12 hours. I mean, that's why I did pass. Right? Yeah, 12 hours. That's 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 a long time. Even though they do recommend that you empty it every three to four hours, they do say that that 12-hour mark is really that that money spot, if you will. I'm thinking for any of our athletes that are rolling through here right now or listening to us, this would be perfect for marathons, regardless of if you're um, back of the pack or if you're a speedy runner or racer. If you're thinking of ultra territory, this would be a perfect product if you are in the triathlon world where you may be out there for a few more hours. So again, for me, this does seem like a really viable product that lends itself to athletic endeavors so you don't have to worry about, as we touched in previous episodes, maybe the logistics of changing it or having to access it when you really don't have a lot of access because we just, we talked mainly about road running, but there's also that variable of folks that are going out there for trail running and you may not have access to anything out there except for a bush with hopefully a lot of coverage or trees, so... Um, taking that into account, that this may be one of the better products of lasting the longest for when you're out there for those long runs. And where this differs, because even though I am not team tampon, because they're not comfortable, this would be an option that I would probably lean more towards because it's a silicone, it's basically the cup. And so the silicone's going to move with you to where the tampon's just a bunch of compressed cotton that doesn't have a lot of give. I mean, even if you take it right out of the package and you try to bend it, there's not there's not much to where the cup is moldable. It's going to move with you in the different movements, both running and non-running related. And there's not that outward chafing worry that pads have or other products that we've talked about. Mm, absolutely. So when we continue to talk about these, um, I think though that it does come to mind that we've touched on some options being eco-friendly and I do I think that absolutely period underwear free bleeding definitely have their eco-friendly pluses but when I think of eco-friendly this is the product that comes to mind the most because there is no additional um yes you do have to clean it you do have to rinse it but you don't have to worry about an extra laundry cycle you don't have to worry about towels for the most part um so this definitely I would say of all if 
this is something that you are thinking every single month. I can't believe I'm lending to the issues because of my pad, because of my tampons. The cups and discs would definitely be where it's at in terms of being the most ethical feminine options. So is it safe to say this gets the period princess crown? <laughs> I think so. Does it get the princess period podium? Yeah, I think I think it takes gold when it comes to the eco-friendly aspect of it. Um, though again, I know that a lot of the other products have taken into account some may use organic cottons or recyclable materials, but this one is to me it seems to be the most um, reusable without the least amount of added logistics of keeping it. Well, and it seems from the research, it usually can last two to up to 10 years with good care, even though it kind of seems like the average is about four, which, I mean, you only use it one week a month, so I'd probably lose it somewhere before I actually, you know, went through its life cycle. But that's a really great time frame. So again, you're not having that waste to where, again, even like with the period underwear, probably not going to last you 10 years, nor probably should it last you 10 years. So you're still going to be contributing with that waste a little bit more than we would like. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a great option. It comes with a little, most of little pouch to keep it in. And I would just say put it in the same drawer that you used to carry your tampons or pads or any of your other feminine products in there. And just know it's, it's safe and ready to go. Yeah, I would agree as well. And I think one of the other things is when we talk about it from maybe the most natural type product for the environment, also it, it seems as far as a product goes, one of the most natural options for your body as you've already touched on. So helping to maintain that natural pH balance as long as it's being cleaned properly and the production, if not elimination of potential odor. So again, um, I think all the way around, it's got a lot of pros. But let's it not. Does have a lot but of let's not kid ourselves. There is a reason why we have not made the jump. So let's start talking <laughs> about those cons. Um, for me, right out of the gate, one of the biggest issues that I had when I was looking at it, it was the learning curve. I, I guess at this point in my life, I just didn't want to get into having to. Um, dedicate myself to the learning curve because there is a learning curve of both the application, the removal, the cleaning, all of that aspect. And I'm probably making it sound like a bigger deal than it is, but it does still throw a few people for the loop. So if you are, when you're in the process of the learning curve, it can potentially be not the most comfortable to wear. Um, once supposedly you nail that, it becomes like an absolute dream to deal with though. Well, like, I don't love tampons because the whole having to put them in, take them out, where for me the con is, again, I don't want to do like that claw motion, mm-hmm. having to stick it all up in there and then pulling it all down. It's just, for me, again, it's a lot more hassle. Mm-hmm. I That's why I went, again, towards the period underwear because it's just, you go and everything. But a big con for me is I'm very sensitive in general to soaps and fragrances. And cleaning this, you're going to have to be very mindful to not have heavily processed fragrant soaps because this is going to be going all up in your junk and you have the potential to really irritate. So not only are you going to have to look into an antibacterial soap, 
you're also going to have to be very mindful of getting an unscented and checking for any additives that could, in fact, go in and be introduced into your vaginal area. Yeah, absolutely. Which actually, let's go ahead and say that for this here and now, regardless of what product you're using, please do take into account whatever product you're using for your external have a lot of heavy fragrances anyway because it can lead to irritation and I know that I touched on one of the pros with that this helps to eliminate odor but odor is natural and I know that, that makes people squirmy and uncomfortable um but it's part of it. it's just part of it so again let's talk about it in the way of don't try to overly perfume that part of your body in good old-fashioned easy water and But definitely looking at like an antibacterial because again, you're going to want to make sure that whatever you're introducing into your body does not have that extra bacteria, which out and about, again, is going to be a little bit of a con because like you had said that you take care when you have your tampon and everything. I would almost be as bold to say that you're going to have to be even additionally careful with this because you're not going to have an applicator protecting the outside of the cotton, even though there are application-free tampons. It's something to be mindful of. Um, And going back to everything is interconnected, have to remember that when you are inserting this, you are also going to be very close to your bladder. And when you go to use the bathroom later on, it can inhibit urine flow, which means that you're not going to be emptying your bladder all the way, which is a breeding ground for UTIs. So yeah, I think this all goes back to, to my original number one con against it was the learning curve and really the, mm-hmm. the learning curve and all of these things needs to take you to take into consideration again does not mean that you should not consider this or maybe you have already considered it and you'd like to share we'd love to hear from you but absolutely coach when i think about this particular type of product i actually can't fathom changing it or emptying it in any kind of public situation i think i would have to be able to access it at my own privacy in my home personally for me Which, with the 12 hours, that is a completely doable course of action. So again, take all of our cons with a grain of salt, but that's where our our journalistic desire comes from, is just to point these all out so you can apply them to your own life. Mm -hmm. And if, especially I would say even in the medical field, if you are not able to maybe have those frequent bathroom breaks for surgeons especially, they have to really put their bladders to the test, this could be a great option because you're not having as many risks of like a tampon or having to deal with the logistics of the free bleeding. But I hear a lot of people using these specifically for sleep, which I think is a great idea. But from all the research I've done, that is usually the number one time that you can experience leakage due to your muscles relaxing in your sleep and therefore not holding the cup in place the same. That's, so, that's so going really down the rabbit hole. That is super fascinating because I, I didn't even realize that there are issues attached to having too tight of a pelvic floor um, contraction. But yes, that can lead to some issues as well. So very interesting to hear that this is, this is one of those products that can potentially be impacted by the pelvic floor health. So uh, along those lines, this is also something you would probably need to speak to your GYN if it's a product available to you. And IUD may not be the best option. Again, check with your doctor, check with your 
that up as a con. I said, wow, you know, because I've not used an IUD before or have really had that as an entertainment in my realm of thinking, it's not something that I would associate first and foremost. So again, bringing all of these up so you can apply them. And we talked about it with tampons, about depending on where you're at with your flow, being comfortable, getting them in, getting them out. The same could be said for this. You may have to look into some sort of lubrication for ease, which again, kind of ups the logistical nightmare. And again, then you're going down the rabbit hole of the chemicals, the different additives that are in that, which can affect the pH balance and affect irritation. So again, going back to knowing your body, knowing your your downfalls, your pitfalls that you have to be aware of, this probably for me is not going to be a realistic option. If I was in a pinch and this was my only option, it would probably be higher on the list of what I would try. But I think just for my flow, my season of life, this wouldn't be realistic. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that if I probably would have not entered into perimenopause, I would have attempted this um, a bit earlier on. But after I had done, I hadn't had enough research time to kind of wrap my brain around it before I entered into perimenopause. I think for me at the top of my list is, at this point, it's just to go ahead and the product that I'm most comfortable with and I've utilized um, until I no longer menstruate with these tampons. But at the top of my list was something that it does intrigue me again. I mentioned it in a previous episode. So friends, go back if you're as well. Is that period of underwear? It just sounds all the way around like the most comfortable of all the options. That one got my period princess round <laughs> for this round. I will shout it from the rooftops and. It, it really is just, to me, putting Hannah Montana the best of both worlds. But I'm really interested to hear more from the other female runners and the ones we've heard about. Thank you for sharing your candor and talking about this. We're really excited for the workshop tonight. Again, if you're listening to this live, it is tonight. If you are listening to in the past, please visit the link in the bio and maybe shout out if this is something you'd like to see more of. Because, again, we're going to be working on those certifications. We're going to be growing our knowledge to better support our runners and our female runners specifically. So there is literally no topic too big, too small. So thank you for coming on the ride with us and and letting us talk about running with and on your period. Because, again, every month it's going to be there. And if it's not and you are expecting, then I know somebody you can call. Or if it's not and because you're starting to get into that season of hot flashes, then again, reach out to us. We are really, really committed to making sure that we've got you guys literally covered um, with no cons attached. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, friends, absolutely amazing. We're so excited to have you here. Give yourself a high five. Make sure you rehydrate your refuel. And while you're recovering, resetting, or maybe in between investigating some of these menstrual options for yourself, we'd appreciate if you would rate and review Time for Brunch and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. It literally costs $0, but makes a period, literally, but makes so much of a big difference for us, as well as sharing the episodes. If you found that there's something valuable, please share it with a friend. Um, and of course, if you feel comfortable with it, share it on social and use hashtag.
TF Brunch. Don't forget to come back for our long brunch episode. And of course, Quick Bites will continue rolling on through. We're going to continue to see you again because we will be here serving up more miles with a side of smiles.